0: Hi, my name is Greg Dyke and welcome to Walk to Work, a podcast where I talk about dance and music and probably other things. Um, Last episode, or first episode even, second episode, woo, uh, first episode I talked, uh, I ranted a bit about things uh, that we could do better in beginner dance classes and kind of bring balance to that, I'd like to highlight uh, one of the... Uh, I think the best workshop format that's out there uh, is organized is the Dance Mode Immersions. So, Dance Mode Immersions are organized by Brenda Russell primarily, uh, and in the past six years, um, uh, her team has also been um, Catherine Palmier and some other people. Uh, and uh, yeah, where to start? Um, first, I should say that. Uh, I think that this is, like, the the majority uh, reason for my improvement of dancing over the past five years. Uh, like, not knocking uh, the effect of all the other teachers I've been extremely fortunate to, to, to learn from, uh, but dance mode immersions are something else. Uh, they're what took my dancing to various next levels, and also they're what... Um, gave me the vision of, oh yeah, this is, this is what my dancing can become uh, and stay true to my dancing but still get a lot better um, and stay within the range of what I believe is possible. So I think they, they expanded the range of what I believed was possible. Um, so these immersions tend to happen, uh, at one point there were like three of them a year in Europe and now I think we're back down to one-ish. Um, It's a kind of swinging pendulum of how popular they are and how much energy uh, various local organisers want to put into it. Uh, I think there should be more, that's why I'm uh, kind of part of the organising team for this year's event, Uh, the Berlin Immersion that's been going for six years now, um, usually the first full week of uh, October, I should have looked up the dates, it's probably something like the 6th to the 14th uh, this year. Uh, So yeah, I'm part of the organizing team for that, so this is a little bit of a sales pitch, but also it's that uh, I've been wanting to write a blog post, how to get the best out of dance mode immersions, uh, for quite a while now, so uh, maybe this is a good opportunity to do something a bit like that. Um, So I first heard about them uh, from a friend of mine who was like, yeah, Greg, you like dancing, you like learning about dance, you absolutely have to do this, and I was like, I'm seeing the people to coming out of these camps, and um, they're all really good at dancing and I don't think I'm that good at dancing or that passionate about dancing or that passionate about blues dancing. Um, and then at one point I thought, oh no, but actually I kind of do want to get uh, better at dancing and especially I want to learn more about dancing because i like to start a local blues scene, uh, I want to be able to teach, I want to know things, have things to teach. So I'll go do that. and." Uh, spoiler alert, best decision of my life. The So, at first I was convinced uh, by the, um, the teaching, uh, the way that uh, it's set up. So it's set up as being um, six to eight hour days of training. So you start at 9am and you finish at 9 or 10pm and you have a bit of, you have good time for breakfast break, lunch break, dinner break. But uh, by and large, you're working really hard for, uh, I think the shortest I've done was a four-day camp, and the longest was a six-day camp, or five full days plus a half-day. And so it's pretty intense. Uh, And that uh, intensity allows for uh, an interesting format in that uh, I'll talk about the the format of the classes. Uh, I think they're what really... Uh, that and the quality of the teachers are really what makes the, oh, oh yeah, and the quality of the other participants uh, is what makes the experience. So it tends to be a uh, very learning focused, intense, uh, a lot of socializing and getting to know each other and supporting each other, not that much uh, partying and being on holiday. Uh, so I started off really impressed by the quality of the teaching and the quality of the setup. It's like if you want to create a learning experience, I believe that you can't actually sort of make people learn, you have to provide an experience within which people can learn. And this is like a crazy powerful uh, dance learning experience. And so that's what first struck me. Um, Next, uh, I think that uh, the the knowledge that uh, Brenda brings and the knowledge that Catherine brings uh, is top notch uh, and just fundamentally really interesting. Uh, and then I noticed that there were changes in my dancing, and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what I kind of expected. So it's a bit of confirmation bias there, but uh, yeah, people who've gone to dance mode immersions tend to be uh, better at dancing than they were before. Uh, which is the consequence of training hard for several days, I guess. Um, and then what convinced me even more was when I was returning, is finding different joys, different subtleties. Uh, I remember one year, a couple of years ago, I was like, I haven't learned anything new this week, but my dancing has never been this good, Uh, and I think it was really that my body was kind of, uh, I I try to avoid the brain-body distinction too much, but it's a very easy one for me to make, because I know a lot of things, but whether I can dance them is a completely different story. Hello cars, hello motorbike, don't drive cars the road Greg. yeah. Uh, and so that was a time where I learnt fewer things, but I was able to dance uh, much more. Uh, yeah. Um, so how it, uh, how it works. The days tend to be kind of organized a little bit self-similarly, uh, with a, kind of a core thing uh, that stays the pattern. Uh, and then some variations or different themes uh, every day. So the sessions that happen, uh, there's usually a morning Qigong session that is usually optional. Uh, then there is um, a Spirit Alive session. Uh, Spirit Alive, I'm not sure whether it's Brenda's thing or if it's uh, something that Brenda has adapted for her own needs. Uh, it's basically aerobics um, with uh, a twist that it's specifically designed um, to integrate with the rest of the work we're doing during the week. Um, Then uh, we have different themes, Uh, I think uh, there's a variety of, like the reason it's called an immersion is that it's an immersion in movement, and sometimes it's immersion in specific kinds of movement, like Afro-descendant movement, and so then you might have African roots classes and roots classes. Or African American movement with blues classes and other movement classes, um, or it might be just uh, American vernacular uh, dance with one step, two step, um, Balboa, swing, Lindy Hop. Um, yeah, and so there'll be there'll be actual uh, dance classes, African dance classes, solo dance classes, partner dance classes. Um, so other styles have been, uh, themes that focus on solo movement, uh, versus partnered movement, um, things that focus on, um, uh, blues, uh, blues movement and blues idiom dances. Uh, there have been things that, uh, themes that focus on, it was basically fusion partnering. Uh, I can't remember how it was actually sold. Um, I think it was a social, social dance. Uh, It's kind of figuring out how to move with a partner and how that works. Um, Another is uh, meditative movement. So there's a lot of, um, rather than having kind of a sitting, uh, non-moving meditation, you can have a moving meditation, and you can have a moving meditation uh, in partnership with someone else. And that's a really powerful, profound uh, social dance experience. I'm sure other themes could exist, and then some years there's multiple themes, some years it's kind of leveled, or different needs tracks, Um, other years there's a single track, I think this year will be a single track, because, oh yeah, Catherine's expecting a baby, that's really exciting, I need to go send her a message, congratulate her, Uh, she just published the news yesterday on Facebook, Um, so she won't be with us uh, this year but I'm going to Mountain Blues Camp, where there will also be Catherine. Catherine organizes Mountain Blues Camp uh, and Brenda. So that's pretty exciting. Um, Then the other kinds of classes there are, are, we often have live music Uh, in Berlin. We've been working uh, with, um, oh, uh, Janos, uh, Janos Krechelius, who's um, uh, uh, an African uh, percussion, uh, he performs African uh, percussions, uh, plays African percussions, and he tends to uh, kind of simulate uh, three or four people playing together as best he can uh, on djembe. Uh, and so like doing the Spirit Alive slash aerobics to that is really powerful. And uh, he's been doing great work teaching us um, about rhythm and beats and uh, kind of feeling the rhythm and feeling the rhythm in our body um, in the past Two or three years, I think, he's been doing these sessions. Um, and then there's uh, what is now called uh, awakenings. Uh, so, awakenings used to be called mind body sometimes. And it's kind of actually challenging to, uh, I see why they're trying to just change the name of this. Uh, it's basically giving new uh, input to your body. Uh, in the form of knowledge, in the form of specific kinds of movement, um, in the form of imagery, to encourage the body to to move in new and different ways. Uh, And I find that really doubly powerful, one, because a lot of people go to a lot of classes and it doesn't actually impact their dancing that much. Uh, And that has a variety of reasons uh, for it. But one of them is just, well, we have so much habit of doing the existing thing that even the body being able to, being ready and malleable to do a new thing, is quite a challenging state to get to. So it works on this malleability. Uh, for me, I really like learning about things. So it's a great source of uh, of knowledge. Uh, and then those sessions uh, from day to day tend to uh, change. So the awakenings tends to focus on some theme every day. Um, and they're probably... A dozen or so themes that could easily be chosen from. Uh, and so there's often um, some repetition from camp to camp and some new things. Uh, so we've worked on feet, we've worked on knees, we've worked on the pelvis, we've worked on leg spirals, we've worked on the spine, we've worked on the shoulder girdle. Uh, Nothing we've ever worked on the neck, but we could, that would be interesting. Uh, we've worked on breathing. And Ben and Catherine tend to choose what we're going to work on uh, based on what they see uh, in the participants. So last year, I think a lot of us uh, were kind of stuck in our breathing, and that was getting us stuck in our movement. And so uh, the first session we did uh, was on breathing. Yeah. Um, then the, the, the movement tends to change uh, from day to day. We focus on different rhythms. We focus on different... Um, uh, blues music styles and uh, different forms of blues movement. So um, Brenda tends to like to break things into there's sort of a shuffle, boogie, swing component, there's a country blues component, uh, there's a slow blues component, there's maybe a slow jazz component, and then there's maybe a kind of uh, Latin uh, with uh, boogaloo and rumba and cha-cha component. And again, that will change from camp to camp and what people want, what people are ready for. And as usual, there's way more than could possibly be covered in uh, a single camp. So then the powerful thing is how all these things uh, work together. Uh, So yeah, the the awakenings bit makes the body more malleable, more ready to learn. Um, It also gives a vocabulary for describing solo movement. So saying, hey, this is the way you're doing this movement, if what you do is let your femur roll out instead uh, of rolling in, and remember when we go into plié, the femur rolls out. And so it's the same movement, uh, bass movement, but kind of implemented in solo dancing. And then one of the things we might do is go feel what it's like to be well-balanced on a single femur head. And we can use that then in partner dancing um, to feel... Well, when I'm leading, am I going onto my femur head, and can I feel that point of balance? And so can my partner feel me going on to the point of balance on my femur head, and do the same on their femur head? And that's um, uh, yeah, a really powerful way of uh, thinking about leading and following, or thinking about teaching solo movement. And then again, if you're working on uh, meditative movement, uh, you can meditate on... Uh, In Franklin Method, they're called uh, bone rhythms, Uh, the um, internal movements of our bones when we do certain things. So for example, uh, if I um, bend down a bit or bend my knees, bend at my hip flexors, bend at the ankles, uh, the sit bones will widen and so you can do a whole dance meditating on how your sit bones are moving uh, and kind of letting that thing happen. Uh, and watching it happen and just seeing how that uh, affects you. Uh, Then the awakenings. Uh, The awakenings have, uh, no, the Spirit Alive, Uh, the Spirit Alive kind of is the opposite side of that but the same side. It's like you tug at the knowledge a little bit and then you have to tug at the embodiment of that knowledge. Uh, And so the movement tends to be things that uh, at first it's like, oh, this is just aerobics and I'm learning by watching Brenda. and noticing that she's barely breaking a sweat and I'm dying over here. Uh, and then a couple of years later I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Uh, I can see how when I'm going over and doing this movement uh, I need to be balanced on one femur head and that's how that movement's going to be effortless. And it's kind of like, if you take repetitive, slightly strenuous movement, how can our body figure out how to do that movement effortlessly? How can our body train uh, to do those movements? Um, and how can our body integrate and coordinate with itself uh, to make those movements effortless. Um, And then because these things link together, uh, Brendan and Catherine set them up so that they deliberately link together. So if we're working on spine undulation in African dance, we'll be working on spine undulation uh, in blues dance, and we'll be working on some spine undulation uh, in the Spirit Alive and we'll be working on some uh, on the spine in uh, Awakenings Um, and yeah so that that one's a really easy one and then there's more interesting ones in that you need kind of all the body parts and they need to fit together uh, over the week uh, and that's always really subtly and cleverly done Uh, and uh, that always gets me quite excited to of look behind the scenes and be like, I see what you did there um, and it's, it's like sheer genius. I, I really love it. Uh, hi Brenda, hi Catherine, maybe you're listening. Um, and so, yeah, the, the final part of this uh, puzzle is that I see that a lot of people kind of go in with expectations as it's going to be something different and have trouble adjusting the expectations and don't really understand how this format works and why this thing that basically looks like aerobics that make you feel stupid to start off with. Uh, I was so bad at them the first year, oh my goodness. Um, why that's not a session that you should skip because you can't skip any session, like you're three people, uh, everyone chooses whatever they want to do uh, and uh, Brenda doesn't particularly feel the need to invest effort in telling people uh, what they should do. She provides a program and just assumes that people would realize that if that's the program she provides, she has really good reasons for it, uh, which she does. Uh, And unlike me, she doesn't tend to feel the need to uh, justify her reasoning to the world on such a regular basis as I do. Uh, And so it could be easily, you could easily be tricked into thinking, oh, this is just some random stuff that's put together, but it's not, it's very purposefully put together. And so, yeah, you won't get that much dancing. Uh, depending on whether we're more, it's more a year that's focused on movement immersion versus blues immersion, you won't get that much blues dancing. Uh, but the reason is because the, the, the five hours uh, over five days of uh, blues solo dance that we can fit in, or maybe ten hours, I think we've done up to two or one-hour sessions a day on blues movement, is the maximum that your body can deal with in a week. And all the rest of the stuff is to actually be able to cope with taking 10 hours of blues movement class in a week uh, and being able to actually benefit from them uh, to the maximum ability that your body is able and to prepare your body and help your body integrate and help your body relax. Um, the other is, yeah, it's not a very party thing, but it's a very social thing. And it's taught me a lot about how to um, take classes with other people, maybe even solo classes, uh, and be supportive. And be supportive of the teachers, be supportive of the energy, uh, how to participate in creating um, a good learning environment for everybody. Uh, um, and although there's no partying and although there's no sort of obvious moments of socializing except for meal times and rest times, uh, the, the, the socializing is what makes the, the learning experience work. The everybody feeling as if they're part of this together, then it's quite challenging and like we have a lot of emotions locked up in our bodies and one of the reasons we don't change that much is because our body knows that if we were to change we would unlock those emotions. Uh, and so often uh, people have a lot of unlocked emotions uh, during the week. And that's pretty intense to deal with and it's nice to know that you can deal with them on your own, you can deal with them with someone's help, or but regardless you ha- you, the, the, the people who are there have your back uh, and that's a really uh, great experience. Um, and last, uh, for me, and I think for a lot of people, uh, a lot of blues dancers are very sort of science oriented. Uh, and we're like, there's the things that are scientifically true in the world and the things that are scientifically not true. So, for example, for me, uh, and I'm not saying I'm writing this, I'm just saying that's the, the, the belief I hold. Uh, I don't hold Qigong to be true. I don't hold that there are energy and chakras. Uh, and so, at first, I just didn't go to Qigong sessions. Uh, And then I've noticed that there's a mixture of experience and so because people are experienced they go to Qigong sessions and because people are experienced uh, they manage their energy levels better. But there's also the opposite. It's that the Qigong sessions actually do help you manage your energy. They help you prepare for the day. They help you um, get your body in a state uh, where uh, you're very aware of it and you're Uh, aware not to push too hard on certain things, and you're able to find the energy you need uh, or the the strength you need to to, to move through. Uh, And the thing is, well, obviously, uh, so Brenda is a a Qigong practitioner, and so she um, not only believes in Qigong, but uh, literally observes the results in her body. And that's also the thing, like her body is much, she is much more strongly attuned to her body and to the effects of various things on it. Uh, than I am, and I've gotten a lot better at this, Uh, and so maybe also Qigong originally had some effect on me and I wasn't noticing it, then maybe in five years I'll notice a much greater effect uh, of Qigong. Um, And so, uh, because it's true, well that's obviously something that, uh, in Brenda's mind, it's obviously something that Brenda presents as true. And so that's one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is, uh, this is what blues dance is like, which is also kind of, uh, Brenda grew up uh, in African American uh, community, uh, or partly in the African American community, and uh, so some things are fundamentally true to her, not because she read them in books, but because she experienced them. And so she'll she'll tell you a thing, and it's not what you read in the book, or it's not what other people told you. Um, And you're like, is this true, is this not true? Yesterday she was talking about weird energies and uh, Qigong. Uh, So how do I know, so for me there's a kind of a one voice thing that if the same person is saying uh, a scientific thing, oh yeah also the same thing like, uh, hey your sit bones widen when you go into plié and your um, uh, sacrum uh, moves and this is something for me personally that I hold as true, that I can observe as true in my body. but that at first I couldn't observe was true, A because I couldn't do it, and B because I couldn't feel it. Um, and again, I was being told, "Hey, um, this thing uh, that um, this thing is true, and this thing is true, and this thing is true." And I'm like, the truth conditions for these things are very different. Um, and so yeah, it's just a, it's a new experience. It's a lot of uh, critical thought, but also a lot of self-observation. If a thing is true in your body. Uh, then, even if it's not, uh, even if it's some kind of confirmation bias, uh, if it feels true in your body and brings benefits to you, it's beneficial. Uh, and then some things are universally true, some things are more personally true, uh, and that's a little bit of a tough one to navigate, especially if you're going to teach further. Um, but yeah, it's really opened my mind to how to how to deal with what truth means. Uh, and how to deal with people who have different beliefs uh, than I do or different truths than I do. Uh, and how much how to profit uh, from that. So at the moment I'm taking Alexander classes. And uh, doing Alexander classes uh, is teaching me things that are uh, kind of very contrary to what uh, I've been taught so far. Or not so much contrary, but they they raise conflict. And so being able to hold that conflict in my head for Uh, It's been a couple of months now and not feel the need necessary to resolve it like at some point I'll resolve it but uh, in the meantime I can just um, Pretend it's true is one way of putting it and just see what happens Uh, So yes, that was a long rant about truth towards the end there Um, But it's it's important and it's important part of uh, blues immersion uh, I think or dance mode immersions or at least it's an important part for those of us who might be put off from this amazing learning experience um, just because we have some kind of preconceived notion that only scientific truth is truth. Um, Yeah, in summing up, it's a great experience. It's very intense. I would recommend it to anybody. So like the cell uh, was, um, uh, you don't need to be advanced at dancing but you need to like if this is your first week of dancing that's great you just need to be willing to work hard and wanting to 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 work hard so if wanting to work hard at your dancing is something that appeals to you this is the place you should go uh yeah great sales plug because I don't even know the dates uh but uh, I would recommend it to anybody uh and I'll probably be there so um it would be great to, 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 to see you guys, um, and any questions, like, come up and ask me, because uh, I know that these things are kind of intense, they're also kind of expensive, haha, <laughs> forgot to mention that, um, but yeah, I think I'm saying it for like the seventh time now, but I really recommend uh, these experiences to everybody. With that, I'm going to head finish heading to work, uh, and I'll see you next time, take care.